So what do you think of my uh, my shirt? It's a, it's a Bayern Munich uh, sweater. It's kind of nice. Isn't is it? that a quarter zip or a full zip? No, what it's did, a full okay, zip. It's a full zip, sure. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, if you wouldn't, I mean, how many of these Bayern Munich do you have? Well, now I have a lot of them. This is from the Uncle Florian collection. Remember my... Uh, Kmart. Wasn't yeah. that... That was at Kmart, wasn't it? <laughs> my, my grandfather's brother, one of his 12 brothers, yeah. or 10 brothers, yeah. however many he had. This was the youngest brother. He just passed away a few years ago. One of my 17 eulogies. Okay. Um, how, and, did you, how did you rank that eulogy? Was it a... Well, it was, a, was that, that a top one, tenor? That was just a performative piece okay. uh, because the uh, family wrote it, and I just, you know... Oh, so uh, you were just a monkey for this I one. was just you a monkey. You were just a mouthpiece for I this I was. One. Okay. But, you know, he died a couple of years ago, and they and then his wife just passed away oh, last okay. year. Okay. And so now they're cleaning out the house. Mm-hmm. And he had all these jerseys uh, and sweatshirts of Bayern Munich and the West German uh, national team and stuff, oh. and the German national team. And nobody in his family is into soccer somehow so this is a major score wasn't it? oh my god i i can't wait till sean comes home you can see there's a whole pile of them. oh Same i was wondering yeah. what those are that's like a yeah that's like a four foot pile of, of i just uh, got them yesterday they're fantastic so this is i think this is the nicest one this and, one's gonna be mine and did you wear that because i was coming i did yeah. i wore it for you yeah. well is there anyone that i could i mean remember who uncle florian is he was the guy who we went to the chicago fire game yeah and we had tickets, and this is at Soldier Field. Right. And Soldier Field holds about 68,000 people, <laughs> yeah. and the fire draws about 3,600. <laughs> yeah. And we had tickets, right. and the entire stadium was open. Right. And I said, well, let's go down to those seats. He goes, no, we paid for these seats. <laughs> right. We're not moving. But uh, Uncle Floyd, there's, there's nobody there. No one's going to see anything. There are 47 rows in right. front of us that are empty. The Andy Frayner usher, he's calling us down there. They don't even have ushers. They're not, they're not even looking at us. No, those are the rules. This is where we must sit. We paid sixteen sixty-two. Those are twenty-one forty. Anyway, right. Right. yeah, Minutia Man is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Did he... Did you inherit anything that is yeah. that you're, like a green? Like, was he a green, white, green? No, he guy? was a Chicago Kickers guy. That's, you know, the right. You know, this is a scandal. I've never told this story on the show before. Okay. Uh, my mother and my father are a, a mixed marriage. Okay. Because my father was with Green White Soccer right. Club. Yeah. And my mother was from the Chicago Kickers Soccer Club. Oh, my Club. God. And they mixed the families. 
So, yeah. So this is kind of a weird West Side story. Kind oh, it's of thing. very Romeo much like and that. Juliet. Right? I mean, and then it got even more scandalous after that because my uncle Manny, my mom's sister or brother, brother. married. I'm glad you're sitting down for this. Yeah. An American. Oh, really? And then yeah. this one might be a little bit too much for you. My my aunt Trudy, yeah, my aunt Trudy, sure. her husband Marty yeah. was a Lutheran. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, people think I'm not that uh, diverse. Yeah, but <laughs> but we come from some pretty scandalous people. Let's just put it that way. But the Lutheran, uh, great coffee cakes. Have you ever noticed? Have you do you notice Lutherans and coffee cakes? Oh, we don't talk to the Lutherans. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the whole strudel, the strudel coffee cake. Yeah, please, please, right. let's not let's not bring the show down with the Lutheran talk. Um. So you're fluent in what? Nine languages? Uh, nine different dialects of German <laughs> and English. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so do you know how to say Jenkins in Taiwanese? I do not. Well, Taiwanese? You... Well, you're jumping right into Taiwan, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you don't know? No, no, I don't. I don't. Sp- I think they speak Chinese there. Oh, is, there an- is Taiwanese not a language? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'll have to look into this. This isn't the story I'm bringing to the show. This is the story you're bringing yeah, to the I guess, show. I guess like, I don't. So someone from Taiwan is called Taiwanese. Yes. But that's not the language. Yes. Right. You've really done some research on this one. Well, well, can you put the Jenkins jingle? Can you do that? Oh, uh, yes. I was not ready for that. But yes, I can absolutely do that because uh, I'm here for you. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! So, what do you got? Well, this comes out of Taiwan. Okay. Uh, Taiwan TV News accidentally reports China has invaded. Please don't panic. (laughs) What's the headline? A news ticker ticker mistakenly declared communist forces strike new new Taipei City with guided missiles during an alarming mix up at the Taiwanese television studio. (laughs) Mix that up. Wednesday morning. CTS, one of Taiwan's public broadcasters, blamed. I love this. Blamed an unknown number of interns and staff members for the blunder. Yeah. What do you mean an unknown number? Yeah. There's what, four or five of them that were in on this? I don't know. Which placed a text from a pre-made disaster drill at the bottom of its 7 a.m. news bulletin. So it's soon, I assume, yeah. it sounds like they have all these things already pre-written. Right. Just so, because they're ready for this. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> they, right. <laughs> when, when Putin went into Ukraine, they're like, all right, we're next. Well, right? Well, yeah. Well, you know that Ukraine already had the, the news stations in the Ukraine had logos already exactly. and, 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 and you know bumpers and jingles when yeah, the when, newspapers already had the headlines written yeah. uh, well evidently this you know wasn't true thankfully uh, but I love the the headline was please don't panic was on the cry line that was yeah. going on um, so what I was going to do is I was going to do it's been some time since I've given you a minutia men quiz yeah is this going to be racist uh, well, I didn't. I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. So I was doing research. I, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for the names of the guys <laughs> no, no. who screwed this up. Some young guy, <laughs> yeah, you right, dumb right. guy. Yeah, what, right. That's what I'm waiting for. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, no. But while I was doing research, well, while I was researching the quiz, and then I'm like, I'm not going to do this because, you know, we're a family show. Sure. 
I did find a clip which may be the funniest thing that I sent it, and I sent it to you. Maybe yes. one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. This is a BBC News reporter uh, mm-hmm. by the name of Quentin Somerville. Okay. And he was reporting on a large cache of illegal drugs that were being destroyed. You know how they get the big pile, there's sure. all these drugs, and they burn it. Yeah. But he got a little <laughs> close. So let's uh, let's roll tape here. <laughs> Some people can see it. He's standing in front of a burning fire. Right. Burning drugs. <laughs> yes, right. All right, here we go. Burning behind me is eight and a half tons of heroin, opium, hashish, and other narcotics. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best laughs I've ever heard. And when you watch the video, you can tell that he's okay. Do it one more time, and then he starts it again, and he just can't stop laughing. He's so. standing in front of a burning pile right. of opium. Right. <laughs> and the smoke is going right in his face, and he can't stop laughing. You would think the producer would say, "You know what? Let's move over yeah, here." Exactly. Maybe could, yeah, maybe we can put, color that in afterwards. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, I have one that's kind of inspiring. It's oh. a, it's a friendship story. No, oh. it's a friendship story involving. Big time Hollywood stars. Oh, like Abbott and Costello? Uh, even bigger. Okay. Today's, uh, by today's standards. Ryan Reynolds, uh-huh. who was one of the biggest I have, Hollywood I stars. I have tweeted him nonstop to be on the show, and he must be hiding something <laughs> because he is not responding at well, all. Well, he's pretty busy. He uh-huh. and his buddy Rob McElhaney, who was another star. Well, he's the dude that's uh, sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it's always sunny or whatever. They're co-owners of a team, a soccer team in Wales named Wrexham. They oh. took uh, took control of it in February 2021. Um, now, Reynolds is also known as a prankster. Mm-hmm. He pranks his wife. I think his right. wife is Blake Lively. Right, right. And, and he, it's kind of a, they do it online too, right? It's yeah. It's like a public. Yeah, they do it all the time. A cute couple, blah, blah, blah. But apparently it goes to his friends right. too. Um, so when his co-owner had a birthday this week, Rob McElhaney, uh, Reynolds gave him a gift, a urinal <laughs> at the club stadium, and he posted a video. Now, as you listen to this video, realize he's standing in a in a tiny bathroom at the stadium. Mm-hmm. All right, it's a crappy little bathroom, and uh, you're not going to be able to see this person. But someone will flush and leave the bathroom in the middle of his little <laughs> ceremony, and then he's going to cut a teeny tiny red uh, ribbon uh, that, okay. across the sure <laughs> across okay. the thing and there's a gold plaque with McElhaney's picture yeah. on it and it's a terrible picture like the worst picture you could possibly find guys are a great gender oh are we? oh we really are and so here is that video let me play that for you today we commemorate a man not just any man a man up the town not gonna, gonna wash your hands, okay. Today we celebrate Mr. Co-Chairman Robert Lucinda McElhenney. With this memorial urinal. Just a urinal. Cutting the ribbon, opening some champagne. Congratulations, Rob. And showing the terrible picture of his uh, of his plaque. Now, the reason I play this for you. Is one I, I I like a good prank. Mm-hmm. I like a good and you like a good prank. urinal too. I do, and it's the sort of thing that you and I would do for each other mm-hmm. if we had a little more ambition. Yeah, you and, know, or time and or a money. soccer team and a stadium. And yeah, yeah. It, but if we did, right, we would do it now. But I thought long and hard about this. I would not do it for you as a urinal. Why do it? Because 
a urinal doesn't really say David Frank Stern. Okay. For you, it would have to be a toilet. Yeah. And it, it, it'd have to be an entire toilet stall. Because uh, if there's one person who has no gumption at all about using public toilets, even for, let's say, more solid bathroom issues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a David Frank Stern. And and so if you had a uh, memorial made to you okay. or a, some, uh, some sort of a tribute, it would have to be a toilet stall. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. I mean, uh, I mean, and plus like the whole urinating thing now. Yeah. I do it like 37 times a day. Right. Now. It doesn't mean anything. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. no value. Right. right. Really. Uh, but you're right. There's a, li- and well, what I've been doing now, not to get into too specific, I've been doing the wordle. Okay. In the morning. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, when I still don't have the word, you don't do world. Do no, I don't. I think there's something you should do. Cause I should, something yeah. else to be obsessed about. <laughs> Great. Put something else. That's going to take 20 minutes a day out of your, day okay well thank you and i'm i'm looking forward to that well uh, you know all we got to do now is save up some money yeah and buy a, a soccer club mm-hmm. well we've got Hopefully. the jersey well let's not just buy anyone let's buy one that has all the jerseys oh Bayern you're... munich yeah let's buy that yeah, how, how only... expensive could that one well, be just a few billion no problem at all <clears throat> so, uh, smart glib and easy you know who those are you know what you know who's those words are being described who they're describing no us really 1323 goofy uh, via the Apple Podcasts. Um, headline, smart, glib, and easy. Need a quick podcast? This one is perfect. Episodes run about 20 minutes. Actually, they're about 32 minutes. Yeah. Maybe they're only listening for 20 minutes. Yeah. And are easy to listen. Sound quality and voices are good. Interviews are always interesting. So thank you, 1323 Goofy, via Apple Podcasts. And you can... Well, listen, if, if, you, if you're uh, out there and you, you're already listening to this yeah. podcast right it's on your phone yeah right? or you know you're maybe on your computer perhaps mm-hmm. they'll probably even ask you do you want a review so just you know how it. easy that is yeah, to absolutely. do a little here's the number here's the magic number for you five five stars that's yeah. uh, that's what we're, that's what we're looking for i think we've got about 400 five star reviews that's not bad yeah if you like minutia men or minutia men celebrity interview be sure to check out some of the other programs on the radio misfits podcast network you can pick out your favorite new studio or new show rather <laughs> at the <laughs> opishows.com remember opi is hippo backwards o p p i h shows.com well dave uh, i we've done some shorter stories here that because we have a longer mm-hmm. studio walls to uh, to do for everyone so if you if you wouldn't mind uh asking me to play that clip i'd really appreciate it uh can you play that clip the hitler clip well no. time now oh, for uh, studio walls and the well, words of the prophets were written on the studio walls we so I had to I had to search for the clip. <laughs> yeah. Once again, when I'm stalling like that, I'm needing a little help from you. Oh, is that what the <laughs> the the long rope thing means? That's why we don't do this on video. So every week I send my Minutiaman co-host Dave Stern a list from our audio archives for this week's studio walls feature, and he gets to pick. Mm-hmm. And we had some good choices mm-hmm. this week. Well, once once you have forty years of content. Yeah. There's bound to be something everywhere. Right. Right. And there's some some uh, sad stories, too. There's like, for instance, this week is the anniversary of our good buddy Chet Copley yeah. passing away. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, you know, the funny part of it is we had Mark G. and Greco on shortly after mm-hmm. Chet died, and he told us some hilarious mm-hmm. stories about Chet. Dave said, no, mm-hmm. don't want to hear it. Um, April 18th, 1938, the first Superman comic. Mm-hmm. 
We had a, a comic book expert, Gary Moondog Calabono, was on, and he has that issue and told us all about it. He's the dude that sold something for like two hundred, like a this issue. The two hundred. It was the anniversary yeah. of this issue, but Dave said no. Mm. Uh, April nineteenth is World Poker Day. Mm. We had your Tristan. poker coach, yeah, Tristan Wade. Yeah, isn't he a World Series of Poker winner? No, he fine. I believe he was. On, no, he has never won. He's won bracelets, but not the okay. champ, not the world championship. Well, we could have heard all about that, mm-hmm. but Dave said no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the anniversary of the song "Caught Up in You" by Thirty Eight Special. Coming out, we had Jim Peter Rick mm-hmm. on. We played that song mm-hmm. together, yeah. Jim and I. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, together. Uh, April 21st, Vince Argento's birthday. Yeah. Our good Vinny. buddy Vince, yeah. that's today. We're recording it on his birthday. Um, he he was on our show once, and he gave us... In fact, he's on our show every week. Mm-hmm. He's the voice yeah, of this show. Um, he gave us his masterpiece, Psycho on Ice, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite yeah. pieces. Dave said no. Yeah. Uh, the movie I Want to Hold Your Hand was released this week in 1978. We had Nick DiGilio mm-hmm. on, who's a, one of the stars of this mm-hmm. of this network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked all about how great that movie was. Yeah, Dave said no. Yeah. John Waters, the avant-garde film director, did a promo for our advertising agency, I'm a Chicago Advertising. You'd think that that'd be something that uh, he'd want to promote, mm-hmm. but Dave said no. Uh, but I'm going to play it anyways because okay. it's only six seconds long. You ready? Here it goes. Hi, this is director John Waters for Amish Chicago Advertising, an Amish advertising agency, and I thought I was peculiar. <laughs> peculiar is the word he was going to say there. I clicked the wrong button. Uh, Avengers Endgame came out this week. Uh, in 2019, we talked to the man who did all the stunts. All of them. Yeah. Bobby Holland Hanton. Yeah. Dave said no. Yeah. Uh, April 22nd, 1932, we have audio of Pat Piper, the PA, PA man, public address announcer, right? announcing Perfect. the lineups, the starting lineups on that day in 1932. Mm-hmm. Dave yeah. said no, yeah. but he did say yes to this, and I think you'll figure out why. April 23rd would have been uh, Lee Miller's birthday. Lee Miller, tell people who Lee Miller was. Well, she was, uh, well, she was, a, she was a beautiful woman who was a Condé Nast um, model, right? Uh, cover cover model. Um, and then she kind of put that aside and became a journalist. And she um, was really involved in World War II. And she was actually at the liberation of Dachau. She was. Uh, and uh, she hung out with a slew of extremely favorite uh, famous people like Picasso. And um, so we had her son on. Yeah. Anthony Penrose is his name. And he told us this, this unbelievably. unbelievably great story. And we wanted to save a little bit of time, and so let's play that for you right now. Tell us about this iconic photo that I know that I had seen before um, about your mom taking a bath in Hitler's bathtub, right? And and I just found out this morning it was the day that Hitler committed suicide, wasn't it? Absolutely, yes, yes. While Lee was in the tub, Hitler and Eva Braun way across Germany. Uh, at 4.45 that afternoon in, in Berlin, they had killed themselves. And so, it, you know, it has this kind of like symbolic end yeah. to that piece of dreadful tyranny. And it's like you're washing away the, the effect of that in that moment. But actually, it started off with a much more mundane reason, is that uh, Lee and her, her wartime buddy, David Sherman, he was a life photographer. They knew that the way to get the stories was to make friends with the signalers, 
the signal corps because they knew everything and so what he would what they would do was to to drop a crate of cognac at the feet mm. of the chief signaler <laughs> and uh, and the chief signaler would say um yeah there's not a lot going on but when you get to Munich, this is an address that might interest you, and so on. And 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 they say, oh, hi, fine, thanks. You know, see you, see you in a day or two, and and they'd take off. Well, information like that, of course, they would never refer to it because they would never reveal their sources. But that's how they did it. That's how Sherman told me they did it. Wow. And they ended up with Hitler's address. And so when they had, when they arrived in Munich quite late. Uh, on the evening of April the 30th, uh, I think they must have been there just about dusk, and they went straight to this place, and they marched in and uh, you know, made friends with the people who were occupying it, who were, again, mostly signalers, because, you see, it was the telephone network there, and signalers really get off on telephones, or they did in those days. Anyway, they found that it was about the only house in Munich that still had coal and therefore it had hot water and this was too much and Sherman said to me you know we hadn't had our clothes off in three weeks it was just more than we could handle and hot water and soap and towels and a tub and Lee leapt in first and then they realized they had a scoop and so they got a photograph of Hitler, a vanity portrait by his ghastly little pet photographer called Heinrich Hoffmann. Oh, yeah. right. who, made, that on the who became a billion. Didn't his family become like billionaires? Absolutely. He made, he made a fortune <laughs> out of publishing Hitler, pictures of Hitler. And the picture that they sat on the edge of the tub was the classic image of that time. It was made into a poster that was circulated all over Germany, and it was written on it, um, Einreich, Einvolk, Einführer, Große Deutschland. One people, one nation, one leader, great Germany. Ah, it just chills me to the marrow to hear oh, the yeah. populist governments of the world using that at the moment, you know, as, as, as a phrase. Anyway, she gets in the tub, and Sherman lines up the first shot. Now, if you look at the picture, she's sitting there, and she's concealing her breasts. She's kind of crouching down because she knows that shot is going to be published, and it won't be published if she's showing too much. Right. So it's, it's kind of like she, as the, as the model, she knows straight away how to pose for the occasion. So she's pretending to flannel herself, you know, with a face cloth, and, and she's sitting there. And Sherman gets off about five shots. Then they switch. And he gets in. Oh yeah, look. Most the key the key point in in that picture is actually the boots right, on the right, mat. Right, right. Because the morning of that day, those boots had carried Lee around Dachau concentration camp. Yeah. Oh my and, god. Yeah. So think about it. That that morning, she had witnessed the horror of Dachau. And remember. Many of her friends were Jewish. Many of her friends were missing. When she got to Paris, she found there were huge numbers of people missing. So she felt very, very acutely the agony of that place, and it was very personal to her. And those boots that had carried her around Dachau are now grinding the filth and the degradation and the suffering of that place into Hitler's nice, clean bath mat. It's a, she's sitting there as a victor. She's not a guest in his house. Yeah. You know, 
metaphorically grinding her heel into his face. Yeah. So Sherman gets in, and Lee pulls the camera back a little bit and tilts it up, and that takes in the shower head hanging above Sherman. Now, that morning, they had witnessed rooms that had been labeled shower baths, yeah. but they were, in fact, the gas chambers. And so here's this shower head hanging above her buddy, Sherman, who was, in fact, Jewish. Yeah. And it is just this chilling circularity. Yes, the shower head's harmless, but you could just see the uh, the double meaning there. And, yeah, so those two shots side by side, they have an, an incredible power because, of course, they also, like you mentioned just now, signifying the end of the war. Yeah. The war ended about six days later. Wow. I, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's an unbelievable story. Um, you know, well, yeah, it, it is, isn't it? it? Is I, I got goosebumps yeah. again. Yeah. Listen to it a second time. Yeah. Uh, so that Anthony Penrose is the name of her son who lives in England mm -hmm. and is a uh, world-famous photographer yeah. himself. And he bit Picasso when he was a kid. <laughs> and he's got a book out called... Uh, the Kid Who Bit Picasso. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of a cool guest. Hey, we got to get back to the yeah. the slapstick. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. A little too heavy. <laughs> yeah. A little too heavy. Uh, I've got something after break. A meth whoopsie. A meth whoopsie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got to look what mine is. Oh, a resolution to the Brady football saga. Oh, that saga. we talked about a few weeks Yes. Ago. Right. And we also have a great celebrity story. Sometimes the story isn't as important as the celebrity yeah. who, who it covers. And this is a celebrity that uh, I don't think anybody we've ever met has met. Mm -hmm. It's a big, big, big name. And that's coming up after this. What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutiaman interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutiaman Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Rick, the biggest surprise in this story is that it does not come from Florida. Okay. <laughs> so, actually, I'm almost going to say this is an honorary Florida, even though it's coming from Virginia. Okay. Um, I would even say it's even okay to put the jingle, but we won't. Okay. Man hands officers meth instead of registration and a traffic stop. <laughs> On April 17th, officers with the Bridgeport Police Department... We're conducting a traffic stop on a vehicle with improper registration while at mile marker 125. We get into the granule details you do. on I-79. Officer spoke with the vehicle owner, Roy Porter, and I actually have a picture here of him. Look at oh, Roy. Yeah. He yeah. Looks well, how, like how old him. do you think he is? I'd say 80. Uh, he's 57. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> So, kids out there, I think meth is not a particularly... No. Just say no. So, they spoke with the vehicle's driver. Roy. That guy's 57? 50s, he's younger than us. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, and he handed his officers a packet that evidently he thought was the registration. And it was a small plastic packet yeah. of... Meth. <laughs> Registration? Oh, man. Can you, can you hold my meth for a second? I think it's in the glove compartment. So, needless to say, this did not work out for him, nor his passenger, who was a guy named, or some guy, Jared Mail. 
um, of uh, Salem, Virginia, yeah. who's 21. Long story short, they, they're in the pokey. Okay. okay. Uh, but this is not, and I know that this is going to kind of be as a surprise, but this is not the first time Porter has had a... Uh, a that's shocking. A, a carfuffle with the law. And in fact, it's not the first time that he's goofed up. Really? Something like this. In 2011, Porter was stopped for improper lane usage. I bet his mom is very proud. <laughs> well, and she's probably still alive. <laughs> uh, so in 2011, Porter was stopped for improper lane usage, and he gave the officer his West Coast video card It's in the <laughs> instead of his license. Now, what is really striking is West Coast video was closed in 2009. So what the hell was he doing with a, a West Coast video card in 2011? Yeah, he's probably got a wallet like yours. <laughs> right. Have yes, you ever Ju- seen? You know, have you ever seen the show Seinfeld? Uh, Dave's, you know, the, the George, George Costanza, Costanza wallet. Yeah. George Costanza wishes he had a wallet like well, Dave's. You know, you never know when you need a dry cleaning ticket from 1980. It's the size of your head. I mean, I don't know how you don't have back problems. Well, I do have back problems. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Well, that's a good one. I've got one here. Uh, th- this is, I, I only report this because we had a lot of fun with this story when it first happened. Just a few hours after Ron Furman, his, and this was, remember, his name was not known. Remember, he was hiding mm-hmm. right, his right. name. Right. And that was the one that everybody was insulting him. All the people who lost yes. the bids were Everyone insulting. was making fun of him. Ron Furman is his name. He bid, you know, a half a million dollars on the last touchdown pass that Tom Brady threw. Uh, and then hours after he did, Tom Brady came out with a statement and said, I knew my body physically could still do what it, what it could do. And obviously, I have a love for the game. So I think I'll always have a love for the game. So I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be able to do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? The, the, what's his name? Ron Firmer? Yeah. Can you imagine he's, he's, he's driving? Or whatever. His yeah. wife is talking. Honey, hold on for a second. Yeah. I just heard something. Wait, hold on. Hold on, honey. I, it's, what? It, it says here, the NFL world was stunned, but perhaps no one more so than the man who dropped $518,000 for what he believed was a piece of NFL history. At first, I couldn't believe it, Furman told Inside Edition. Is this possible? How could this be happening? <laughs> Furman uh, is a commercial real estate developer in Miami. Now, here's the happy ending to the story. Mm. The auction house voided the sale. Oh, really? Yes. Following Tom Brady's unretirement and after discussions with both the buyer and the co-signer, they mutually agreed to void the sale of the football. And so Furman is oh. not going to get stuck with the $518,000 right, bill. Okay. But yeah, it, it's funnier the other way. It's, it's much it's, funnier. It's funnier. And if, and if you're going to spend $518,000 on a football, yeah. I don't mind a little mishap happening. Well, Listen to this. He says, if a, a wide receiver throws it into the crowd again, I'm going to be bidding on that ball again. Yeah. Right. So he has not learned his yeah. lesson. Yeah. So next time, stick it to him. I wonder, is Sammy Sosa, you know, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, they had that home run battle. Of, yeah. Was it 94 or whatever it was? Uh, no. It was 98. Um, because of Sammy's and Mark McGuire's dalliance in, you know. Alleged. Yeah. yeah. Performance. Are those balls still... As valuable? No, of course not. Right. They're because, worth squat. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Tough luck. It's like Bitcoin. You're, you're rolling the dice. Yeah. You're rolling the dice. Don't lose those passwords. All right. It's time for another story. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. 
So this one comes to us from Robin Hansen, who uh, sent this through my Amish email address. Now, some, as I mentioned earlier, some of the um, some of these celebrity stories are good because the stories are good. Mm-hmm. Some are just because the person mm-hmm. that they met mm-hmm. is good. This is kind of like a combination of the two. Um, he writes, my dad was a fireman in L.A., and that's where I grew up, even though I live in Burr Ridge now. Uh, For those of you not in Chicago, that's a suburb of Chicago. He dealt with celebrities all the time, but nothing of note until Christmas of 1983. One night they got a call that a mansion in Beverly Hills was on fire. And when they arrived, they discovered it was Gene Kelly's house. Wow. Gene Kelly from Singing in the Rain. Sure. He was in the front yard with his wife and kids who were teenagers or maybe a little bit older. And while the EMT took care of Kelly's hand, which was burned in the fire, apparently, most of the firemen worked on putting out the fire. And my dad went in to rescue the pets, which he did. So he is a hero. The family was very thankful. They later said the fire was caused by faulty Christmas lights. Well, that is a nice story. It's a nice story. It's a nice story. It's not a funny story, but it's a nice story. And actually, I emailed him to find out what the pets were because I thought maybe that'd be funny, but he doesn't know what the pets were. But still, these are the kind of stories that we are looking for. Absolutely. Send us us your stories. And we're getting a ton of them, so thank you very much. Yes. You can comment Mm -hmm. on our Minutia Men Instagram page, Minutia Men Official. I think 87 followers now. Please don't keep saying that. Uh, please follow that page. Please, just so he stops. Uh, we uh, we have. Uh, you can contact us at, at uh, Twitter. Yes, I'm the Twitty. Yeah, you can do it at uh, minutiamenpodcast at gmail dot com. You can go to our publishing company, Eckhart's Press. There's an email link there, mm-hmm. or you can follow along with Forty Years of Rick and Dave by going to my blog, rickkemfort.blogspot.com. There's an email link there, and that's what. Uh, this gentleman did and send it to us there so there's no excuse for not giving us your stories everybody has a story we're very accessible yes special thanks to our executive producer tony lasana with opishows.com opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h shows.com we're distributed by ed silla with radio misfits great talk radio is in debt it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back next week i'll be uh displaying uh another uh, nice oh. piece from the what's going to be? Is it going to be like a Manchester United or no? Is it all German or what? It's all German. Okay, but uh, next week I'll have so, another Uncle Florian collection. Klagenaubin, Klagenaubin <laughs> Club, Wiechenaubin Schnabin, with another episode of Vidushaben. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host Luke Costable each week for the Car Guys Report. Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades. We guarantee it'll be fun, informative, and entertaining. It's the Car Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.